Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and this is Faith Over Fear. I want to talk to you today about Romans chapter 8. We're going to start in verse 31, and I'm going to read through this a little bit. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that have been addressed to me, some of the questions that have been asked, and some of the uh, concerns that people would have. So hopefully we can get to this and we can answer a lot of that for you. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, and that word be for us is not one word. It's be and for. So, in fact, be is italics. And for those of you that read along with us, and you see that it's italics, what that means is that was added by the translators for clarity. So uh, we can just go ahead and pull that out and say, if God is for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now, that verse has been uh, a verse of confusion for a long time for a lot of people, wondering what is the all things that he gives us. And it's hard for people to believe that verse when they can't uh, pay their water bill. So what is he talking about here? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Well, I'm going to tell you uh, how he gives us all things. So you can put your mind to ease with the concern that you may have about not having all things. So if you're following along, I want you to turn with me to the book of Colossians chapter 1. Verse 15, it says, who is the image of the invisible God? Now, it's talking about the person Jesus. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? Now, verse 16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Well, that settles that. Everything is is created by him, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him, all things consist. Now watch this. He is the head of the body of the church or the head of the body, comma, the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Do you see that? It pleased the Father that in him all fullness would dwell. Now, what are all things? In Colossians, all things literally means all things. Now, 
We don't have time to show all of the scriptures for this, but if you study through the New Testament, you will find that you have power over uh, all these principalities and these dominions and these things that he was saying that were created by him and for him. All right. All things consist of him because in him was contained all things, including the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, if we are his body, then his body is still the fullness of the Godhead. It's still contained in him. If you are in him and he is in you and you are one, then all things that are consisted, uh, that are contained in him, you have access to. So he has given us all things. The problem with this is we don't believe that. So we don't take what is ours. And like I've said in previous studies, the word take and the word receive are the same word in the Bible. So when it said you shall receive the Holy Ghost, it's saying that you shall take the Holy Ghost. They are the exact same word. So how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Question mark. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Look at this. The next part of this verse is vitally important to you. It is God that justifieth. It is God that justifies you. That's Romans 8.33. So here's the problem. Everyone wants to be justified in each other's eyes. Well, the problem is you're never going to be justified to a lot of these people that you want justification from because a lot of these people that you want to be justified to, uh, some of them are jealous of you and you can never be justified in their eyes because they can't have what you have because their jealousy won't allow them to. Not only are they jealous, but they're envious, and there's a lot of things that go along with that. And it's not just that. Uh, there, People have a sense of pride about them, and that pride will stop them from receiving their blessing. And if you let their accusations and their uh, that word charge that we read, who shall lay... Uh, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Uh, that word charge is uh, like against. All right. Who shall say anything against or who shall uh, do anything against God's elect? It said it is God that justifieth. So it doesn't matter what their accusations are. It's God that justifies you. It's not them. It's not religion. It's not your pastor. It's not me. It's not the person sitting next to you. It's God that justifies you. So stop worrying about justification through these people. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. What does that mean? That means that all of your sin was laid upon him. It said that he took upon him the it was laid on him the sins of the world. He took upon himself the sins of the world. And 
it, the Bible said that he blotted out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, nailing it to his cross. So he was in actuality condemned because we were condemned. So he took that and he freed us from that condemnation. Yea, rather that he that is risen again, not that he died, but that he's risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. What does that mean? That means that the intercession is literally, uh, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's literally what that intercession is. So there's a constant advocate crying out for your forgiveness. And it's not that he is literally sitting there in a chair because we all understand that he is in us. So it's not that he's literally sitting there in a chair. It's the works that he's done. It's his blood that cries out for us. Uh, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Question mark. So this is, this is a good one for you. A lot of people have been asking me about backsliding and uh, where I stand on once saved, always saved, and uh, all of this. And we, we may actually do a podcast titled Once Saved, Always Saved or something so that people would know where to find that answer. Uh, but a lot of people have asked me about that. And I want to know this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or a sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Now listen to what he goes on to say here in verse 37. No, he says nay or no, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So shall any of those things separate us? No, because we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, look at that, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to, to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So what can separate you? He said right here, I am persuaded that neither death nor life. And it's interesting that he says, nor life. Why in the world would he say life? And that word life is the word Zoe. So why would he say neither life? You ever wondered that? Death cannot separate you, and life cannot separate you. Look at, look at it, and I'm not saying that this is absolutely what it's saying, okay? But I, I do want to take your attention from a little bit different of an angle. A lot of you make the statement and say life happens, right? Life happens, or that's life. It's just life. In other words, what you're saying is these things happen. You just go with it. All right? Well, life cannot separate you from the love of God. For whether we live 
we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord, and whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. See, why? Because we were made by him and for him. By him and for him. Nor angels. So there's no messenger that can separate you. And by messenger, that could be a spiritual messenger, or that could be the person that is teaching you because they are bringing you a message. So a messenger can't separate you. His message or her message that they're preaching cannot separate you. Uh, principalities cannot separate you. What is that? That's powers and chief. It said powers cannot separate you. Things present cannot separate you. Things to come cannot separate you. Height cannot separate you. Depth cannot separate you. Nor any other creature shall be able any other formation, any other building, any other ordinance shall not be able to separate you from the love of God. Now, there are a lot of people out there saying, yeah, but uh, his love isn't you being saved. Well, I beg to differ. For God so loved the world that what? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, in actuality, his love is salvation. And let me show you. God is love, right? And we just read that Jesus was the image of the invisible God. He was the embodiment of God. And his name simply meant salvation. God is love and God is salvation. And his name that was first called to him, Emmanuel, was that God is with us. Okay, so if he's with us and he's love and he's salvation, what shall separate you from him? And if you think that you can be separated from God, I've got news for you. You don't believe what you think you believe. A lot of you that are preaching that God is omnipresent and going to tell someone that they can be separated from God, you don't believe it. Either they can be separated and God is not omnipresent or God is omnipresent and you just can't get away from him. But I'm going to tell you this, that you can't get away from him. Even when, it, when you think he's not there, even when you think that he's not there for someone in your family or one of your friends that you're watching and you're making accusations accusing them of being somewhere that they shouldn't be, God is there. He's always there. You cannot, under any circumstance, get away from him. And if all things were created by him and for him, then whatever situation you're going through, he is using to bring you out to a place. He will use any circumstance that he's got to use to bring you to the place where you need to be to accomplish his will.
Whatever the circumstance that's going on, God's there. In Psalms 46.1, it said, God is our refuge. That word refuge is defined in the Strong's Concordance as a shelter or a trust. And it comes from the word that means to confide in, to have hope, to put trust, to flee for protection. God is our refuge and our strength and very present help in trouble. Very present help in trouble. You cannot, under any circumstance, get away from him. So do not let people convince you that uh, whatever they are trying to convince you that you are a terrible person or whatever they're saying to you. Don't let them convince you. Go back to the book of Romans, chapter 8, and read those few verses or study along with us and replay this podcast. Because you need to get it in your head that God is with you. And if God is for you, nothing can be against you. And nothing can separate you from the love of God. The love of God will precede anything that our imagination can conjure up. Because if we can think it up, God has already got a plan for it. Believe me, he is smarter than we are. And it's a good thing. So don't let all that negativity bring you down. Know that God is with you. And he's using your situation. He's using your circumstance to bring you through. Fire is what purifies gold. You were typed as gold in the Bible. And that fire is what brings your faith to perfection. Think it not strange of this fiery trial that shall try you. But I'm going to tell you, while you're in that trial, do not fall into condemnation because there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Say it. There is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. To them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ hath made me free, say free, from the law of sin and death. Let me say that again. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So don't walk after the flesh, all right? Because when you walk after the flesh, that's how you fall into condemnation. You start walking after the flesh, and then you start beating yourself up for it. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I pray that these broadcasts are a blessing to you. Be sure to check us out on YouTube. Uh, like and or subscribe to us and ring that bell on YouTube so you can get notifications when we're posting new videos. We have some videos loaded up for you. I hope that you're enjoying them. I noticed that we're getting a lot of views on them. Keep watching. Keep sharing that stuff with your friends. Uh, turn some people on to us. Let them, let them hear a message of freedom. Let them hear a message of life. Let's get out of the condemnation stage for a while. We've been beat up for too many years. 
Check our website out, pastorvancemansfield.com. And until the next time, God bless you.